From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, November 16th. I'm Sarah Wright. Coronavirus infections are rising again in Mendocino County, but for the moment, schools are still eligible to reopen for in-person instruction. The Ukiah Unified School District Board met Thursday night to discuss the plan. The board voted last July to authorize Superintendent Deb Cuban to decide which option to implement. If the county is still in the red tier on December 1st, the plan is to bring transitional kindergarten and first grade back to school on December 7th for two half days a week on a staggered schedule and distance learning for the rest of the week. Older students through the 8th grade would phase into the hybrid model later in December and high schoolers would come back in January, also on the hybrid plan. Parents can opt out of the hybrid model and stick with all distance learning if they still don't feel safe. The teachers' union advocated for waiting until after the winter break to bring any students back. Thirty-five people signed up for public comment during the meeting, and most of them made it through in spite of the YouTube lag. The stakes in the matter could not be higher, and opinions broke into roughly three groups. Those who are watching infections and deaths climb and want to hold off on in-person instruction, those whose children are breaking down mentally from isolation and desperately want to go back to school, and those who believe the hybrid model is not a good enough alternative to take the risk and do the work to roll out. Christy McDougall is ready for kids to be back in school. Why do I get countless notifications about how to recognize and handle signs of suicide in school-aged children? And that seems to be the answer. Let's manage the thoughts of suicide and not how we can get back to in-person learning as soon as possible. This does not make sense to me. Why does the district need 11 more weeks to open up the high school when they seem to clearly understand understand the urgent need and how important it is to our children's mental and emotional health? Our children are suffering. Chesney Kelly is a 10th grader who told the board she hates distance learning. I have been having nonstop headaches for about a week now, which is from staring at a screen. I have no social interaction. I'm not being dramatic. This has been our lives since March. I have two other siblings in the house with me, and at least one of us is in tears each night. Weekends are better because I can get out and do things, but once the week starts, do I get to go to school and see my friends? No, I have to sit in front of a screen and try and pass my classes. My entire life, I have been a great student, always gotten good grades, and done good in school. Now I have no motivation to do any of the work. We need to go back to school because we're all just sitting here suffering. My friends complained of the same things. It's not just me. 42% of 10th graders in the Ukiah Unified School District had one or more failing grade in the first quarter of the school year. Almost 34% of socially economically disadvantaged kids are failing, too. Those numbers are from a distance learning update that took a close look at Eagle Peak and Pomalita Middle Schools and Ukiah High School. But Marissa Sizemore, the parent of a kindergartner, wants to hold off on in-person learning, noting the coronavirus case numbers that were reported by the county dashboard for Thursday as well as Wednesday, which was a holiday. Friday and Saturday's dashboard reports recorded an average of over 10 cases a day over a seven-day period with a seven-day lag, which is well within the purple tier. I do think that bringing some special education students to campus can be done safely, even in the purple tier. But rushing to implement this plan before winter break when the virus is surging is not a good idea, especially given that there were an additional 27 cases today. By the way, 26 of them in the Ukiah Valley, moving us into the purple range. Until the community wholeheartedly embraces public health recommendations, this is going to get a whole lot worse. We are not ready for this. Brian Arrington worries about how the hybrid model will affect his son's grades. His time now, albeit remote, is approximately 55 minutes with each teacher 
four days a week and 35 minutes per day on Wednesdays. This approximately amounts to 255 minutes of instructions for each middle school child with their teacher per week. With the proposed hybrid model, my child will only receive 70 minutes of instruction and remainder of the coursework is to be done via independent study. My son is in advanced math and the reduction of over three hours of instruction per class per week is concerning. This is a difficult hindrance to overcome and I fear will amount to declining grades. I believe the only two viable options should be to go back to school full-time or remain on the current remote learning model. The hybrid model will do more damage than good. Rachel Young, who said she's a family and marriage therapist, reported that her young patients have just gotten used to distance learning. She worries that a sudden change over to the hybrid model could be disruptive for them, as well as for her son, who's on the autism spectrum. If he is forced to um, change teachers and try to go to school two days a week with someone else and then not be in school the other three days and us be on our own with packets, it's going to, I'm worried that it's going to destroy him, frankly, and that he will not be able to navigate through that successfully in any meaningful way. Though many teachers and parents want to wait until after the holidays, some want kids to go back to school tomorrow. Coronavirus relief funds are generous enough that the district has set aside $70,000 to pay for child care for teachers and staff, but one special ed teacher asked about transportation for her students, many of whom have compromised immune systems. The school district's insurance is paying for some take-home self-administered surveillance testing for teachers and staff, but not for students. Martin McClure is an elementary school teacher who's prepared to go back to school and plans to get tested regularly. But he reminded the board that in California, public school teachers do not pay into Social Security. There are people known as long haulers who have had symptoms many months after negative tests. No one knows how long their symptoms will continue. If we are permanently disabled by this disease, we will be left without any resources. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.